Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let me introduce you to our latest sponsor, the Andre Law Firm. Andre Law can represent you or your business in a variety of civil and commercial matters. Do you have a client that has proven difficult to collect from? Andre Law also specializes in collection law and can expedite your collection on judgments from your defaulting clients. The principal of Andre Law Firm is Tony Andre, a North Miami native with years of experience representing businesses and individuals throughout the state of Florida. Based in Aventura, you can give him a call at 786 786- Seven zero eight zero eight one three, or visit his website at andrelaw.com. Again, give Andre Law a call at seven eight six seven zero eight zero eight one three to set up your consultation. All right, I want to talk to you about a new sponsor of ours, and it's one that's very relevant to the moment. They're a new division of Greenview Construction, and they are called Making America Clean Again. Making America Clean Again holds certificates in bacterial, viral, fungi, and mold cleaning treatments. They offer professional cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, and sterilization services to a wide range of residential and commercial projects. You can do overnight ozone UV generator treatments or even permanently install UV ionized advanced oxidation technology into your HVAC system. Now, we know and understand, and quite frankly, we hope, that businesses across the state and nation remain shuttered as long as absolutely necessary necessary to beat back the spread of the coronavirus. But when that time finally comes, having that certificate to display at your workplace showing that it has been properly cleaned by a licensed professional and maintained will go a long way to restoring that customer trust. So for more information, you can look up Making America Clean Again. You can go to their website at www.macainc.net or you can just call them at 855-561-6653. Again, that's 855-561-6653. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. One of those where we have absolutely nothing to talk about, so we're going to start with empanadas. But first, Chris has questions. Take it away. Well, I have questions about empanadas, so okay. I, that's that's what I mean. This we're getting to the to the real important stuff here. Um, empanadas 
Well, first off, Simon, have you ever had an empanada? Uh, probably not. No. No. When I mean, they're just, they're just like they. I mean, we'd call them. Um, we would call them. Um, talk amongst yourselves. And I remember what we called them, but we wouldn't call them empanadas. But we have. Well, Alf, Alf is clearly Alf is clearly won the bet. I. I, he said he was sure that Simon had not had an empanada before, and I kind of had to think about it a little bit. So, so I'll, I'll give, I'll give Alf the win on that one. Um, now, what, what do we think? I, I was just having an interesting conversation uh, on Twitter about, uh, about I had there's a there's a restaurant here called Empa Mamas, and they serve like this guy on Twitter, uh, R Doubles, uh, said something about gringo empanadas. And I was like, yeah, this place definitely serves gringo empanadas because they're like cheeseburger and like buffalo chicken filling. Does that, does that, does that make them a gringo empanada or is that, is that something else? Hmm. Yes. I would say that's very much a gringo empanada. Yeah. Sim- yeah simple answer. Yes. That's, a, that's definitely yes. a gringo empanada. They make a Cuban sandwich at like empanada too. Or what Which they call is really empanada. odd that you would put uh, like sweet potato bread inside of what is already a pastry. Hmm. Right. It's odd, right? It's kind of redundant. Well, I, I, I don't think they do the bread. I, I, em- empanadas are like, called cl- empanadas are called pasties over here, and essentially corn. Oh, pasties. Yeah. My. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they're, okay. they're essentially baked pastry with a yeah. filling that could be beef skirt. Or- Saw a bunch of those up in um, up in Wisconsin when I when I went there. Pasties, yeah, very um, similar. Wisconsin, yeah. Michigan, yeah, and here, they yeah. serve those here. They're they're, they're deep in... fried, and in Mexico they're also deep fried. So yeah, they're not here. So, they're just they're just cooked. Okay, but this is the debate of the century. What is exactly which one is an arepa? Is an arepa? Well, I, I don't know. Like, is it an arepa versus a cachapa? Um, like, there's I've I've had them both because at the stadium when you order an arepa, like, it's like this corn pancake thing. Yeah, it's a cornmeal pancake. It's a Johnny cake. It's no nothing special about it. <laughs> Johnny cake. I've never heard that before. Why? How did how did that come to be? Where did <laughs> in the north a Johnny cake? In the Northeast, they call that a Johnny cake. I don't know why, but I've been places in the Northeast and you see it in a menu and it says Johnny cakes. And you're like, what the fuck is a Johnny cake? And you look at it and it's like, oh, it's a cornmeal pancake. This is definitely like the prologue to, I, I, mean, I, have, I have a friend who's in a band and this, this whole conversation of what is a Johnny cake sounds like a prologue to one of their albums. It's because the band is called Johnny Cakes and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. We need help. <laughs> they have, tell, they have their Chris most, they their have most popular. Be, they have to be so good to have that name. Their, their most popular song on Spotify. I'm looking them up on Spotify right now. Their most popular song, number one, is Pee in the Butt. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's it called? <laughs> Pee in the butt. I'm sorry, pee in the butt, as in urine in your asshole. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that is a niche that. title for a song. <laughs> I'm, 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 also, intrigued to know, I'm intrigued to know how many, how many listens you know that's them. had on Spotify. You know them, right? Try to get them. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm the song for us so we can play it on the air next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure they don't care. Uh, they they also sang a song called Super Black Death Cloud. That's good. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it now. I've got it here. Johnny Cakes and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So the, it's from the album Rise of the Pink Flamingos, of course. Right, right, of course. I'm gonna listen to this shit while you two talk to yourselves, and I'll give you a quick. That was before. That was before they sold out with Curse of the Unsinkable Ship. Curse of the Unsinkable I mean, Ship. Scooby Doo Me is a favorite, but it's only 14 seconds. <laughs> Pee in the butt. This song better be good. There's some sort of coconut caracas oh. thing going on. Oh. I, I've just that? been I've just been reminded. I've just been reminded that they have the accolade of being named the worst band name in Tampa Bay. Wow. They were awarded the worst band name in Tampa Bay. Not only the worst band name either. I mean, this song is absolute AIDS. <laughs> okay, now we're definitely getting sued. <laughs> Wait, which song are you listening to? Pee in the Butt, mate. <laughs> oh, that's that's not a bad song. I mean, it's pre, it's poor. <laughs> it's Wait, pre- one of their songs is called Something in the Air, and... Um, I think I can. I think I can smell it. It's shit music. Wow! Wow! And you know these people, huh, Chris? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went from empanadas to pee in the butt. Do you know how many listens pee in the butts had? Uh, I'm gonna go with I do forty-eight but, million. Four, what, yeah, what? Three three thousand one hundred five, mate. You ready? Okay. And like, like I am. I I represent probably like five of them. <laughs> well, they're gonna have yeah, three thousand one hundred and six in a little bit because it's that's right, that's right. They're getting just, they're 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 uh, they're trending. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like where, they're where they're up. They? They're gonna be up from tonight. They're gonna be up like uh, like four <laughs> percent <laughs> on their first album. On their first album, Curse of the Unsinkable Ship. Obviously, no, no, that's their second album. Oh, okay. Uh, Spotify says that. Well, anyway, whatever. Track number four. Track number four is called "The Death of Safety Bob." Do you think that's about Bob Sanders, the old Indianapolis Colts safety? He's not. Bob Sanders was so good, but injury prone. That's one of those guys you was about. Surprised if he is though. Track track fourteen is called "Alberts in the Back." Do you think that's like a block in the back on Brandon Albert type thing? Um, Um, Suntan Charlie versus the Hurricane. Ode to the Men's Room Stall. That's a classic. Uh, yeah, that is a classic. Yeah. I'm just gonna Whoa, Google. I'm just. I'm just gonna Spotify Cardi B. Cardi see B. how many. <laughs> see how many YouTube. Uh, how many Spotify? Lists? How many? How now, many if lists? you do play, if you do play that, she will sue our ass. Okay. Yeah, that's. So, Car- so here you go, Cardi B's song "I Like It" on Spotify. How many listens has that had compared okay, to the now, three thousand? I'm gonna answer. I'm, I'm gonna answer for real. Like now, like okay? forty-eight million. It's, yeah, uh, okay, he said forty-eight million. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the prices right thing, and go fifty-two million. Okay, I mean you are about one billion <laughs> and sixty million four hundred and ten thousand one hundred and fifty. One billion listens. Yeah. We get a. That's just like our podcast. We get we get that much. Yeah, that's pretty much our numbers. We do just as good. That's pretty much our she, numbers. She's got a song that's got seven million 
listens. That is, I mean, I, I'd imagine she sacks that straight off because seven million listens for somebody who has one billion listens is pretty poor. Right? Yeah, I mean that's poor. <laughs> yeah, like that must be is the there, first track. Is there a recording artist? I mean, Lady Gaga. What do you reckon? I mean, I know we're off on a tangent here, but <laughs> what the is that even possible when there's no football to talk about? Shallow by Lady Gaga from the film, uh, whatever the film's called. The one that she uh, mm. did with with Bradley Cooper. How many how many listens? Hmm. Well, if Cardi B can get a can get a billion, then I think I think that Lady Gaga can get at least a billion. One billion one hundred sixty two thousand five hundred twenty two and forty one. It's more okay. than Cardi B. Okay, now you want to hear something really 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 sad because I, I decided to just look this up to compare. Okay. On John Lennon's channel on YouTube, Watching the Wheels, in my opinion, his best song, 11 million views. Mm, that's nothing compared to... To Cardi B. Uh, to Cardi B's worst song. Like, yeah. That's pretty sad. I mean, Makes me want to cry, here co- really. Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles is 478,646,353, which is their highest ranking song. But I think, didn't the Beatles come to Spotify late? Wasn't there a moratorium on spotify mm. and the beat i don't know i'm not sure i think they were one of the first to be honest I'm imagine, sure the first. imagine I'm has sure. imagine has like um from john lennon has like 266 and a half million so that's so that's sad. decent i mean it's no cardi b or lady gaga but you know yes well ladies and gentlemen wow. that was our first segment Mm. So you <laughs> go, they go by so fast. Sh- they go by. That was so a show, fast. wasn't it? That was <laughs> the show. I thought. <laughs> what a great show! Okay, so you're gonna hear from a sponsor right now, and when we come back, we will have your Twitter questions. But first, these words. Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You break wheel repair and remanufacturing company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color. Even make it heat hurricanes or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched, renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They'll also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. You Break Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at you, that's the letter U, Break Wheel Fix. That is you Break Wheel W-H-E-E-L fix for information call 305-748-0112 or you can also visit them on the web at youbreakwheelfix.com that number again is 305-748-0112 and we're back and after that riveting first segment talking about pee in the butt and empanadas we got your twitter questions okay that's a that's a range hear me i printed them out and this first question is from mcdreamy at the online tray and he yeah, writes that's his real name i don't know that's his I'm christian sure name. that's his real name yeah McDreamy sounds an like a real name yes how many album how many listens do you think he his the mcdreamy album could get I'm just going to search McDreamy on Spotify while you talk. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think he's related to McLovin? There is an artist called McDreamy, bizarrely. Do you think he's related <laughs> to McLovin from... Um... 
from uh, uh, do I, well is he related first off is he related to the artist na- known as mcdreamy wow mcdreamy has okay a lot of songs in the low thousands five thousand okay. three thousand yeah. but he has one song a remix Very johnny song cakes like 215,000. wow that's not bad dreaming it's not, not bad. bad for mcdreamy well this guy writes if Tua is the starter from day one, and he puts in parentheses, it feels like the train is building steam, at least from the media. What kind of offensive production or record could we be looking at? I'll go to you first, Simon, since you're the, the Tua file. Uh, I mean, these are such difficult questions. How can you possibly say? You don't even know. You know, is the train getting faster that he's going to? I, mean, I haven't seen any speeding train saying that he's going to. I mean, you know, he's still working out with his... Choo-choo! Exactly. He's still working <laughs> out with his... Chris driving that train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he may well start week one, but we, so many variables up in the say air. Say it, he's not, Simon. Say it. Rookie of the year. Say, say what? Rookie of the year. Say it. Zero. Zero chance. Really? Zero, Zero chance, chance of rookie of the year? Oh, I'll yeah. take that bet any day. I'll take it. If you're I'll giving me... It. If you're giving me what's what's... What are the the Vegas odds on zero? That has to be like you know, what payoff is that after the vig? <laughs> Take it. Take it. He ain't winning rookie of the year. Oh, because there's so many. I, I, look, he's not even met. He's not even met in person any of the wide receivers that he might be throwing to in, in two and a half months. Hey, he's already, he he's, he's already thrown them. He's already thrown them. Okay, okay. Well, then Monday. he's just uh, uh, okay on Monday. <laughs> It's only, it's only two and a half months later than he should have been doing it. I mean, zero. Well, you know, there was a but, plague. You, you, think, know, you know what I mean, Simon? Do you think, he met, do you think he met his first Dolphins receiver before or after he had his first empanada? Um, I'd, I imagine that a boy no, from, I I'd imagine that a boy from Hawaii had an empanada a long time ago. Yes, yes. I would say, yeah, that's an obvious yes. He's had an empanada. He's had an empanada. There's no doubt okay. about that. Plus... Plus, wait, is it, wait, am I missing something? Why would there be empanadas in 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 Hawaii? Like because he plays in the SEC, so he plays yeah, down man. here. In yeah, but that, that's Alabama, man. Yeah, but he goes to Plus, Gainesville. They'll Look take at, they'll take kindly to them other kind of folk in Alabama. Look at his um. Look at his chubby little. Look at his chubby little squirrel cheeks. That's a boy who's had a few empanadas. <laughs> he's had a few. He's had a few. I mean, look. I've just googled the top ten best empanadas empanadas in honolulu and mammy's empanadas which is not far from his house you can't okay. tell me he's not right. at. so it's right next to his house all right all right so maybe so I, I guess it's do you think they make a mocha loco empanada i'm gonna find out how far mommy's empanadas is from his house okay because we because we, know we where should send is. them a to a shirt we should what mama's empanadas they'll, you know they'll get a to a shirt before i get one yeah you know Mommy's what you could do you could do what i did buy it on the uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got mine free, Chris. I don't know about that's, you, buddy. That is yeah, so. That is so yesterday. You know, what I know Simon that's also, what I'm aiming for. But you know I'm Simon not as also got for free. You know what Simon also got for free? A mug, and he left that at the post office for like three months. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. And that's right. Sent back to Al. <laughs> it, it came back to back. my door. Return to sender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he showed back, up at my jackass. door like a month later. It's like Tom Cruise in Castaway. He still had that packet in his car. He's going to drop it off at my house in like six years' time. So since Simon is noncommittal, how about you, Chris? Are you willing to say 
make a, a, a grand proclamation that Tua Tungvalu is going to have a monster rookie of the year uh, campaign. Well, no, I think you would. I think you would have. I think you would have a very good rookie year if he was. If he ended up the day one starter. If he ended up the win. especially if he ended up the day one starter. Especially if he ended up the day one starter. Well, let's because, let's, let's move it forward to say day one. Uh-huh. Does it translate into wins? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would translate into wins. Do I hear um, nine? I, I I think if he's the if he's the rookie day one starter with the defense that they should be building, you know, based on the personnel that they have. And the I mean, you know, accounting for the absolute crap offensive line. Um well it's not crap, but you know, they didn't do it's not good. It's they didn't do enough yet. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I, I do have hope for Robert Hunt quite, quite a bit, actually. Um, anyway, um, so accounting for the offensive line, um, I'd say, yeah, eight, eight wins could be on the horizon, uh, with, uh, with a rookie, rookie to a starting from day one mm-hmm. and possibly on the upside. Cause you know, what would not surprise me is cause for ye- for a number of years, I've been looking at this for, there have been years with this wide receiver unit that I really didn't respect the wide receivers unit that much at all. Like I thought they were overrated last couple of years. I've actually thought this was pretty good set of wide receivers. Like, you know, when Kenny Stills was here, even when Kenny Stills was not here, um, I thought it was a pretty good set of wide receivers. I still think it's a pretty good set of wide receivers and it's like, it doesn't translate, but it's, it, it wouldn't surprise me if like, a puzzle piece just falls into place and then it's like, Whoa, Holy crap. They're really productive. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you know, it's this guy can do this and this guy can do that. And that guy, you know, everything just falls into place and it wouldn't surprise me if Tua starting at quarterback is exactly that, you know, um, Jakeem Grant suddenly looking great or, and Preston Williams looking, looking even better than he did last year because he was he's not a rookie anymore, you know? Um, and Devontae Parker, you know, being what he was last year in the second half of the season, um, it just it wouldn't surprise me if everything everything just seems to all wow wow that that all just fell into place. Like where did that come from? Mm. So yeah, and, that's and what I'm I, saying. And I completely agree. And I'll say, and I'll even go a little bit further. If we believe what Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray is the new norm, then I'd say that Tua Tonga Bailoa, if we believe that he is on par with them as a, as a prospect. Those teams Absolutely were pretty is. bad when they, when both those guys got there, both the rookie of the years, both had pretty decent rookie, rookie years. I'd say Tua Tungvaloa can duplicate that. I don't see. Excellent point. Excellent point. Those were bad teams, right? Really? They bad were regarded teams. to be like the worst in the league teams. Yeah. One team was 0 and 16 and the other one was one and 15. So. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were regarded to be absolute crap. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's – well, the, the Cardinals weren't 1-15, right? I mean, when yes. Kyler took over, the, that was the Josh Rosen year. They won three games. Did they win three games with, with Josh Yeah, they Rosen? won three games. Yeah, they won three games. Yeah, they but anyway, drafted Anyway, they're crap. They were, they were regarded to be the worst team in the league. I mean, this was the whole reason everybody was like, cool with Josh Rosen. They're like, you know, he came from the worst team in the league. Um, so, so, you know, he's not on the hook for anything that he did there. And that, well, that was what I kept hearing. And, and it's like, well, okay, well, he came on the worst team in the league. And then the next year, the quarterback, the rookie quarterback wins offensive rookie of the year. And same with Baker Mayfield. 
Mm-hmm. So, so of course, yeah, Tua could absolutely do that. Yeah, and you know those two guys, they won Rookie of the Year, so why not? Mm-hmm. So I, I'll say, yeah, he's just as good as they are. He'll duplicate it. Now would Joe Burrow do it instead, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah, it's, that's the competition, right? I mean, that that's a bad team. That's mm-hmm. same thing applies. Yeah, like that's an awful more, team. There's more talent on that Bengals team there is on the Dolphins. You think so? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. sure. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think we have certainly, 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 certainly. Last season there was. Yeah, maybe maybe much this season. Yeah, last. I mean, last season significantly more talent. There were some XFL teams with better talent last season. Dude, seriously. Yeah. I mean, especially once you got down a bit in the 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 injuries and everything, like they'd cycled so many guys onto onto injured reserve, and you know we're just going off guys they picked up off the street, starting them. I mean, that got pretty bad. All right. This question I find really, really fascinating. And it's by M at MD by the water. And I'll ask Chris first, because I think I know where Simon will go with it. And he asks, who do you think will be the most surprising player not to make the final roster this year? Chris. Um, I'd have to think about that for a second. Um, all right. Well, okay. This. All right. I'll, I'll say it. Um, Josh Rosen. Hmm. That would be mine. Yeah. I think he finds his way out of here somewhere for something, you know? Yeah. I, I, same same thing. Um, he's, that's not making the roster, though. Then he's going to get traded, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I, well, they I wouldn't pick for him. I, actually, I, I, he I wouldn't. Value. I don't. Who, would, who gives him anything? Who, who gives up anything for him? I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut. I, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut. Final you just hate him, though, Chris. No, I'm. I'm saying like most teams keep two. Most teams keep two, and they they want to keep a guy in the practice squad. And um and you know I wouldn't be surprised if the quarterbacks, at the end of the day, are to or at Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tonga Vailoa, and so whoever they bring into camp is like the fourth. They still have Jake Rudock on the roster. Yeah, he could be the practice squad dude. And, and I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't at all be surprised if it's like, you know, at some point two is so doing so well. And, and obviously Fitzpatrick is what he is. And they're like, you know, Hey, we need the roster spot because I don't know, Brian Flores got some pet in the secondary that he wants to keep, mm. you know, who's your guy, Simon. Um, probably put your hands over your ears, Alf. It's, it's Kalen Balazs. <laughs> That's a very okay. distinct possibility. But I'll give yeah, he's you, not making the team. I'll give that, you one. That disqual shenanigans disqualified. I'm I'm calling I'm team. calling BS on that. No, no, because he's the we, we had, string, he's, he's the full string running back. Already. We had this yeah. we had this conversation, and I was like I was like I think he might surprise everybody by making the team, and you all just like booed me out of the building. Yeah. And now you're going to say he's, he's the biggest surprise down that it. doesn't make it? Remember, he's a, tra- he's a, he's a training camp all-star, oh. Simon. You, you how do you call that, that a surprise? How do you call that a surprise? You, you've been talking about like how it would be a, a shock if he makes the roster. I'll give I mean, you, I'll I answered this question on, on the Twitter feed the other day, and I had about 30 people go, no, I mean, Balazs is really good. He's really well liked. He's brilliant in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, somebody They're said to me, Austin to me. Jackson wasn't going to make the 53. <laughs> Which was one of the most, okay. That was a good one. I like. Was one of the most retarded things I've ever heard. And then somebody else was talking about how bad Raekwon McMillan was because Sam Agrabah had more snaps. I was like, dude. Oh my god! Not, wow. 
Green. I'll give you Sam one. Agwebon, would, would, that be, right, would that be a surprise? Would, no, he's shit and he's not making the team. No. Yeah, I, I like him Bobby a little bit McCain. better than shit, but yeah, I think he's not making the team. But I'll give you this one. Would either of you be surprised if Bobby McCain is just cut? Hmm. Hmm. Silence. No, no, especially if no, especially if he gets injured. If he's not injured, like he's healthy, he's been healthy through camp. Mm. Uh, then yeah, I would be surprised. But if he if he okay. takes another injury in camp and then you know comes back, he does one of those things, he gets healthy, and then the, just when he gets healthy, they cut him. You know that would that yeah. wouldn't surprise me. The same thing goes for Jakeem Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, it, that would be a shame. particularly if he does if he doesn't stay healthy in camp, right? Yeah. Mm. Another injury, and then it's just like you know, kids always injured, and then and then that's it. All right. So he, he has to stay healthy. Next question is from Joel Baldry at Joel PB. And he writes, of the remaining free agents, who do you think the Dolphins are most likely to make a run at and why? I don't understand why Larry Walford is not on this roster already, but Simon, is there anybody out there? I think Walford will end up I think Walford will end up in Philadelphia now with the Brandon Brooks injury. I mean that yeah, makes too much good, sense. Yeah. That's a good call. I, that's what um, he was waiting for, probably. Yeah, and I don't blame him. You know, that makes yeah. the, makes the, the perfect amount of sense. Um, and, you know, a good line to bounce back with, really, um, especially when you're going to be playing it to Jason Kelsey and Lane, in between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. You take that every day of the week. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Logan Ryan, and that might precipitate uh, Bobby McCain leaving the team. Um, you know, it was clear that the Jets were interested, but then there was, you know, multiple reports that the Dolphins were also sniffing around. Um, Ryan said it himself, essentially, on that ESPN interview. So, um, you know, he's certainly somebody that Flores and, and the guys know. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Logan Ryan is somebody else they pick up. Beyond that, it's, you know, it's street free agents. And, you know, June 1st, I mean, I was going to say June 1st cuts. It's now already June the 18th or something. But, you know, <laughs> um, end of, you know, training camp cuts and stuff. But beyond that, I can't see anybody else. It's like March 67th right now. Yeah. 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 Who knows what fucking year it is. <laughs> you have somebody, Chris? Uh, no, I was gonna say Logan Ryan, but then uh, Simon uh, Simon stole it from me, like the like the Pasanda thief he is. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't understand how Larry Warford doesn't have a contract in hand and on the roster already. Like, I don't get. That. Well, no, I I mean, uh, look, they they they're clearly, you know, let, let, let's be honest. He didn't play brilliantly last year. No, no, mm, but that's why know. he's available. You know. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Davis is Larry Warford 2019 that much better than Jesse Davis? Uh, yes, I would say yes. Is he? Is he? Yeah, yes. I mean, not not a lot. I mean, last year he was really poor. Yeah, but even his his bad season is still you know his resume is just it's good enough to put next to a, Ro- a Robert Hunt and say, look, now you're gonna learn yeah. from a guy who's played on three Pro Bowls. What if Robert Hunt can't handle playing right tackle? Mm, yeah, that's. Can't well, he's a th- yeah that's yeah. A, that's an issue yeah you don't want to but you're obviously going to kick him into right guard but if Larry Wolford's there then your uh, 39th yeah, that's, pick that's tough. is just yeah. your 39th pick is just sat there doing fuck all yeah yeah that's true yeah that's a very that's good true. point that's probably why they haven't signed him ultimately because mm. naturally I would think you know hey you just have you know you just have Robert Hunt and Jesse Davis in true competition at right tackle you got Larry Warford at right guard and mm. but as you say you know hey. What if Robert Hunt doesn't win that? <laughs> what, if, uh, what, if, what if Austin Jackson doesn't make the 53? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if Tua Tungabailo was not good enough and he gets cut? Surprise yeah. cut. 
to yeah. a. Didn't yes. we? Didn't we cut? Didn't we cut Brad Jackson the year he was drafted? Was he a third round pick? I can't remember. He was a didn't third he have, round pick? Yeah. Was he the dude that was blind in one eye? Maybe. Uh, didn't he end up having um, whatever the illness that Steve? How did Eddie Blake manage to get himself out of here? Was he straight up cut? Um, second round pick, did, highly touted. Didn't he and eat never himself played. out of there? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Has, hasn't Brad Jackson got ALS? Does he? Oh. I think so. He, yeah, and Michael uh, Jackson was cut as a third rounder. Yeah. In in eighty eight. I'm trying to remember who was blind. Who the who? It might not have been the Dolphins. Like a team. I remember a team like find out and found out like he was blind in one eye. Didn't know that. Hmm. Was right. Chris Canty blind in one eye? Chris Canty was blind in one eye. Yes, but I think it was a football injury. I think it was oh. a football injury that caused. You it. think you got you got now it says blinded in a bar fight. Really? Yeah. Even better. Into the, yeah. <laughs> that's an even better story. Now you're thinking of like you're thinking of Zeus Brown. That was yes, he had a detached retina. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, he yes. he uh he got yeah, the, and the he flag, actually had a the detached flag thrown in his face. Yeah, a flag was hit, hit him in the uh, the little beanbag from the oh, flag he, hit him in the eye. He, he he pushed the crap out of that uh, that referee that did it too. Like I, remember I would that. too if somebody just throws. I would too. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Do you remember when we do you remember when we drafted Eddie Blake with the forty third overall pick, even though he'd been an offensive lineman for his entire career and then we tried to turn him into a nose tackle straight away with the yeah. 43rd pick <laughs> yes. I, yeah i, I don't yeah. remember that but, no <laughs> but i do remember i do remember they, they that they tried to sell it as he can go both ways gentlemen and i was well, like wow he was, that's uh, gonna be great <laughs> he was two-time all sec as an offensive tackle played offensive guard as a senior and then played occasionally defensive tackle in short yardage situations he was selected by the dolphins in the second round 43rd overall Although he was mostly an offensive lineman in college, he was drafted with the intention of immediately converting him to a nose tackle in the 3 4. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he played it down, right? Am I correct in saying that? Um, no, he did. He played. Um, no. Uh, no, I don't think he did, actually. Okay. Because we signed Houston. Because he did, didn't he drop a weight? Yeah, he dropped a weight on his a 45 pound weight on his foot and broke it. Nice. Then he tore his MCL and was out for the year. And then he s- suffered a sprained knee and was declared inactive for all the games of the following regular season. So, no, he didn't play a snap. Then they cut him and he became the comedian. Hmm. Yeah. Next question. Lewis Peters at State Farm Agent Peters. Okay. <laughs> so he gets a, a nice little plug on the show. Ooh, can we talk about Jake from? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Okay. <laughs> And he writes, does okay. keeping an okay wide receiver – I really like this question, by the way. He asked, does keeping an okay wide receiver like Alan Hearns over a project dev- developmental type make sense? I want to immediately say no. And I like Alan Hearns. He's a nice guy, really good person, and decent player. He doesn't fit this team. I'd keep a developmental guy over him. He's clearly not better than at least four guys on the roster already. Your thoughts, Simon? Um, I mean, I, I mean, how good are the developmental guys? That's you know, there's clearly something the team like about him. Well, the question you obviously know, is him or Isaiah Ford on the roster as the fifth guy. That's obviously I mean, for what me, the question it, is. For me, it'd be Ford. Right. And there's clearly some. 
but clearly there's something about Hearns that they like, whether it's experience, whether it's the size. He's taller than Floyd. I think he's six foot uh, Floyd. What? Um, Isaiah Thiggy. Um, he's, what, six foot three? Um, six, six two, I think. I think he's less than six two, isn't he? Are you talking about Isaiah? Are, are you talking about Ford? Yeah. Isaiah no, I'm Ford. talking about Hearns. Hearns is six Oh, Hearns is like six three. You're yeah. right. You're right. You know, so, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Let me play. I'm, let me do devil's advocate on on Alf's point here. The most important project on this team is Tua Tungavailoa. Mm-hmm. So, if keeping Alan Hearns, you know, a veteran guy who 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 can be relied on, is um, you know, is important to Tua's development, then you do it in a heartbeat over some sixth wide receiver, mm. you know borderline guy i mean wide receivers i I, I hate to say it but they do they grow on trees and those guys that that you get is like the sixth seventh or fifth type you know Mm -hmm. so keeping keeping the old hand there um if that helps to in some way then you do it but you could easily see them go five receivers grant parker williams wilson ford backs would be breeder Howard, Laird, Perry, because you can fit him in there as, and he can just play him all over. Wouldn't surprise me if Chandler Cox was was whacked because stylistically, system-wise, he doesn't really fit. And actually, you could probably play either Elandon Roberts or Christian Wilkins at fullback mm-hmm. in short yardage situations if you needed to do it. There's going to be way too many one-back sets potentially for Chandler Cox to, you know, to make any headway on the roster sure. which obviously allows you to to play Malcolm Perry but you know I would keep Ford but I can I would understand why they would keep Hearns but for me I would keep Ford he just he's a good player I, thought, I always thought he was a good player in college and I thought he was really impressive down the stretch last season so we shall see you know, this is, other, you know there's other guys Merritt Ricardo Luis Gary, right, Je- right. Ah, Gary Jennings and Mac Hollins Mac Hollins is in the you know Mac Hollins is good you know Mac Hollins is good special player, teams Mm-hmm. Good special teams player and had moments well, at the end of the season too. Yeah, good deep yeah. ball guy. Yeah, um, he's not fast, but I mean, he's good. He's a tall, good deep ball. You know, this actually may, might make a nice segue into something that Simon raised the other day. Um, Chan Gailey actually has used the fullback before um, in his in his offenses. I, I I somewhat remember this. I don't have the numbers offhand, but. Uh, he he actually has. So it was it was a surprising amount to me. Um, so you know that's something to think about with Chandler Cox. Although it's you know point well taken that it could be a Landon Roberts in there or you know Christian Wilkins even. Although I I think they might. Uh, I wonder about that you know because they're they're going to get him a lot of work out of him on the defensive line. But um, so yeah, maybe Chandler Cox gets whacked whacked. But um, but as for the the offensive style and the personnel groups that Chan Gailey has made use of in the past, uh, he's definitely used you know twenty one like fullback uh, personnel. Um, but Simon uh, brought up a point the other the other day about Chan Gailey's experiments. You, experience. You want to get into that? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think something like uh, hold on, talk amongst yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I have three percent battery on my phone, so it could be a struggle to find it. Here we go, here we go, here we go. There's a minute and a half left. During five seasons as an NFL play caller for the Jets and Bills, 
Chang Gailey ran 1,121 pass plays with four-plus receivers on the field. The entire rest of the NFL has run only 7,275 of those plays over the past decade. Mic drop, bitches. I've got an even better stat on Russell Wilson, if and when you want to hear it. Well, hit it. Right. So the best quarterback in the NFL is who? Tuatonga Bailoa. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. Seriously. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson Wilson is 1B or number two. Yeah, I mean, since the Seahawks picked Russell Wilson in round three in 2012, Seattle have played 143 games, 15 in the postseason. Wilson has started every single game, every single one. Have you done that, Patrick Mahomes? No, you haven't. He's made the playoffs in seven of his eight seasons, won at least one playoff game in six of those seven. He's won one Super Bowl and was a goal line pick away from winning two. And over the past three seasons, he has 100 touchdowns and 23 picks. Yet in his eight seasons, a total of 400 NFL MVP votes have been cast. How many votes has Wilson received of those 400? I'm going to go ahead and say zero. Chris? Um, like, like maybe like 25. Alf, you're the winner. Zero. Uh, wow. Yes, because I've always, always had that, that, that knack like, hey, how come this guy doesn't get votes? And I guess, yeah, I guess I was right. I was joking. I thought he would get like three or four. But no, he actually has zero votes. Zero. And look at the, look at the beyond average supporting cast he's played with over the years. I yes. mean, offensive line and skill position players. I mean, it's astonishing what he's been able to do because that's essentially a 5-11 and 11 team that's in the playoffs seven or eight years based pretty much, you know, okay, the secondary was, I mean, the defense was pretty strong. but And he's know. had confirmed like at least three times the worst offensive line in 12 ball. Three times. Yeah. I mean, his, his left tackle this year is going to be Dwayne Brown, who I believe was drafted in 1984. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he won a Super Bowl thrown to Paul Richardson. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's a fair point. <laughs> so, there you go. Just thought I'd throw that in. Could All Paul right. Richardson beat Alan Hearns for the, that rafter spot? Unlikely. Unlikely. Back to the questions. Miguel Perez at Miguel Bahamas writes, what French player from last season will benefit most? French? Like fringe. a French player? Best French okay. player. Be- Do we have a French player? Fringe player? Julian Davenport. Julian Davenport? Do you think he's French? <laughs> Julian. I mean, he's got that little... Julian. Uh, he's got, Julian. He's got the little... Um, Joaquin uh, Grant. Above the... Uh, Joaquin ja- Grant. Ja- Joaquin. <laughs> Jacques, uh, Jacques Rudoc. Clan Balage. Rudoc? <laughs> no. <laughs> He writes Jacques. which French player from last season will benefit most from French Chang player. <laughs> Are we going to do the same joke which French three times in a row? Yes. I hope so. Okay. There's fuck all else to talk about. <laughs> will benefit most from Chan Gailey's offensive system. I think that you mean Sean? Sean Gailey? Yes, Sean Gailey. I think it's, uh, it's Jordan Howard. Galois? Jordan Howard. It's Patrick. Patrice Laird, surely. Patrice. <laughs> it's Jordan Howard. Um, they're daylight backs. They're cut back backs. And Jordan Howard is a one-cut running back, and that's what Chan Gailey's system requires. And if he's healthy, he'll have a good season. 
Did you, did you read, benefit the most? Can you just read the question again? Just for fun. <laughs> it's way better than anything else we've done for the entire, possibly the entire series. Which, Go on, just do it one more time. Which French player? Don't you mean French player? I mean, no, French. Oh. Okay. Camus Grugier Hill has got. It was probably. Oh, there he is. Oh, there's. There he is. There he is. We found him. We found him. This Miguel. He's a prison. Runs a little gallery in some of the back streets of Paris. Preston. Preston. Preston Williams. Preston Williams. Devante Parker. I wonder how the the French would give Clayton for (laughs) Jedlam. Even they wouldn't pronounce it. Michel okay, Fajetelem sounds. Let, let's test some knowledge on on this show, and I'll go to the European, best French player in the history of the NFL. Go, uh, Pierre Garçon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, he's Haitian. Does Haitian count? I don't know. <laughs> that I mean, no, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> Pierre Garçon has got to be. I mean, he's got to be French, right? Uh, who's the best French player in the NFL? In the history uh, of the fringe, NFL. fringe player, you can, now you're gonna do the, the joke in reverse now. Hmm. Lucas Niang, <laughs> he's French. Um, I, I'm not sure there's hmm. been a French player in the NFL, is there? Uh, wow, that's a great man. Question. There has no, I, I know there has, uh, there has to have been. Come on, oh, Anthony Dable, he was the um, who Anthony Dable, the ABLE. Damn, has there been one? As I Google French NFL players. I am Googling it right now. Anthony wow. Dablet was part of the NFL's, um, whatchamacallit system. The, um, God, what's it called? The international thing. thing. You know what? Oh, yeah, they, kind of. The, Christian, Christ, Simon, Christian Wade right. is on. You might be right. I think yeah. Lucas Niang might be. Yeah, that that's like legitimate. That's legit. That's he legit. might be the best. It's almost he like he's the best, the best guy here. Yes. It's almost like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Sam. You gonna try to take credit for that one? I I'm gonna go. I'm still going with Boris Beatty. He's, okay. He was a good. He was a good punter. Charles Romes, Charles Romes, as you guys would call him, Charles Romes played eight years for the, uh, played nine years for the Bills. He's from Verdun in, in, in France. He is oh. distinguished yeah. as being the first French man. And but yeah. why do they the first he, French he man every year from seventy eight to eighty six? And he, it's he not twenty eight picks. First off, it's not the first Frenchman to play in the the first French man to play in the national. Like, was there a French woman? Hmm. I'm just wondering. Hmm. The first pick in the 2019 uh, CFL draft. No, Europe uh, was uh, Valentin Ganua, who is from Le Mans, where the 24-hour race is. Defensive end from McGill University. I think I think he would take. I think he would take offense by the, the way you're pronouncing his name. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't. And, and how do you call that? Uh, how do you call that that 24-hour race? Is that Le Mans? Is what? Uh, Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah. Is this is this like the scone thing? No. Le, why did you think it was called the Le Mans twenty four hour race? <laughs> it's, it's called Le know, Mans. Every time I watch it on TV, they say Le Mans. 
Mm-hmm. It's Le, well, because you're watching American television presentation. If yeah. you're from Europe, it's Le Mans. I mean, most of you over there would think the River Thames, spelled T-H-A-M-E, is called the River Thames. So, <laughs> well, they're different you know, rivers. It's the yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Le Mans 24 Hour, not the Les Mans. What about the River Seine? The Seine, yeah, that's the Seine, S-E-I-N-E, Seine. All right. I can give you all sorts of European names if you want. I mean, just throw me something and I'll, you know, I'll back back to you in a European style, probably with a galois hanging out the corner of my mouth and a lopsided, lopsided hat. And a parasol. And a parasol, <laughs> exactly. That's how, we, that's how we roll in Europe. Oh, that's true. Pat, if you've not been, is one of the great cities of the world. It is absolutely what, what city? Just what Paris. City? Oh, Paris. Paris. Oh. Oh, Paris. Paris. Gay Paris. Paris is uh-huh. just sensational. And I have you, not How been. do you pronounce the Eiffel Tower? Is that correct? Or is it Eiffel? The Eiffel Tower, yeah. Okay. The Eiffel Tower. Where, where, is the, um, where is the Mona Lisa? In Las Vegas. The Eiffel Tower? <laughs> no, there's an <laughs> art gallery in Paris. What's it called? It's the, probably the most famous art gallery in the world. You can't uh, be this The thick, Louvre. Surely. The Louvre. The Louvre. <laughs> Louvre. Yeah, somebody's, that, that somebody's pyramid, been... That pyramid-looking thing. Yeah. The Louvre. Yeah, the, the Louvre. That pyramid. No, Louvre. Glass. God, yeah. we, really, we really have nothing to talk about, do we? Yes. We Another really question. Have this was from Lloyd Hilbrun at Lloyd Hilbrun. And he writes All three of you want no part of Jackson before the draft. Obviously, he's talking about Austin Jackson. Have you changed your tune? talking about Brad Jackson. Have you changed your tune <laughs> or are you just trying to be positive? I don't know if he's heard me, but. Yeah, I, why why would it change my my position? I I watched the, him play all year last year. He didn't strike me as a first round pick, and lo and behold, he's a first round pick. So yeah, I mean, there's there's no point in you've got to deal the cards that you've been dealt. I mean, you know, he's he's a 20 year old kid. Um, I, some of his tape makes me incredibly nervous. You turn on the Utah tape, and it you know makes me you know if two is turning that on, it's going to make him sick into his shorts or fake a hip injury. Um, but He's a, he's a kid. You know, he had issues last season off the field with his sister's um, where he had bone marrow stuff with his sister and he had to spend three months away from the team. Wasn't able to do any physical workouts for six, seven weeks. That's not an excuse. That's just part of life. Um, he's going to be, you know, it will be sink and swim for us, sink or swim for us in Jackson, I think. Um, but uh, there's no point in panning the guy. I think there is going to be a significant downside before we see any significant upside, but there are lots of people, trustworthy people in the league who thought that he could be a top 15 pick. So, you know, I think we're just going to, it's just going to be wait and see. And I think there's probably going to be, like I said, there'll be a lot of Dolphins fans who by God can clutch their pearls with the best of them um, when somebody sneezes in the wrong direction. So God knows what happens when he gives up a sack or two, which he ultimately will do. But I think potentially down the line, he could turn into something nice, but I've yet to see it, but he's still a kid and he, but he looks like a left tackle. That's what I'll say. So. Yeah, I think it could be both. I mean, you're, you're changing your tune, trying to see the, the, the best of it. You're not going to get very far by just assuming that, these these guys who have been in the league and forgotten more football than you'll ever know, um, evaluating a player are just just have absolutely no basis for liking a guy. You know, you're just not going to get very far by assuming they're just full of complete crap. There's absolutely nothing 
uh, there. There's no reason to be optimistic about the play. Of course there is. There's, there's a reason to be optimistic. There's a bull case on the guy. You always got to see the bull case and you always got to see, you know, if, if there's a bear case, there's a bear case too. But um, so what you do when the dolphins take a guy that, you know, you didn't really like that much. You, you probably wouldn't have taken is um, you look at it and the, the fans want to know, okay, well, what's the bull case on this guy? Why was he, why was he taken? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what we've been doing and what we've been talking about with him is I'll tell you pretty easily. And Simon hit on most of the points, you know, the guy's the youngest player in the draft. He, he didn't really get a full, full off season. Um, he, I mean, if you look at his, uh, his metrics, as far as pass pro is concerned, he's right up there with, with some of the best guys, even though he had those disadvantages, even though he was the youngest and even though, you know, he didn't get that full off season and, and went through really what has been described to us as a pretty horrific, um, you know, rehab trying to come back from that, um, from that donation to his, uh, to save his sister's life. So yeah, there's definitely a bull case on the guy. Um, as Simon says, you know, I watched, I put on the tape and I just don't necessarily see it. I see a lot of athleticism. I see a guy who moves like a basketball player, and that's the cool thing. But um, but then I also see a guy who just kind of you know moves his moves his arms and his feet very awkwardly, and and doesn't really have, um, you know, you, it's like it's like we were talking about between he and who was the Boise kid, uh, Simon, the Boise State uh, tackle, as, Ezra as Ezra Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, it's like we were talking about before, and Simon and I are talking, uh, you know, going back and forth with videos and video clips of both guys, and I'm trying to see the see the see the light on um, on Austin Jack. This is before he was drafted, but I'm trying to you know point out the positives in him, and it's like with Ezra Cleveland, you know, he's athletic uh, because he tested well, but you watch him on tape, and you're like, I almost wish he would speed up and and, and actually move faster and and be athletic on the field. Whereas Austin Jackson, you know he's athletic, but I wish he would slow down <laughs> on the field and just you know move with more certainty and and more you know um, I guess uh, purpose um, and and so we'll see. He's a young kid, so there's there's got to be a bull case on him, and that's what we try to describe. Besides Juju Smith-Schuster, do you have any other examples of this working of a 20-year-old developing into something noticeable? Because I do remember, uh, as far as first-round picks, because I remember that Okoye kid, the defensive tackle, I got taken yeah, to the Chris, Texans. Um, yeah, he was Christian yeah, Okoye's son. Um, he played four seasons. Yeah, he was defensive tackle only. Yeah. Amobi, Amobi. Yeah, there Amobi Okoye, that's right. Yeah. I can't think no, of that, any other. That didn't work out, but that was even younger, I think. He might have been Don't 19. Don't forget, well, what, what about Eric Swan? Eric Swan was 20. He didn't even go to college, Eric Swan, did he? He went straight from high school to to mm. to. Play. I think, didn't yeah. he play for some weird, like, I'm going to Google it, but didn't he play for somebody like the somewhere? I don't know. Eric he played Swan some is a weird. Good, that's of, a that's a really good call right there because Eric Swan, I believe, didn't he play semi pro ball? That that's probably what he did, and I think he played. Was uh, he a proper? Let me Google it. I'm sure he was he a prop forty eight yeah, and couldn't play college ball. I don't think he had a long ball. career, but I think he had a good career. He, Two-time All-Pro, I think, though. Yeah. Uh, here we are. Look. Yeah. Six-round pick. Two, two All-Pro twice. Forty-six and a half sacks. 
Yeah, he was. He left Wake Technical Community College after a year to join the semi-pro Bay State Titans on $5 an hour. There you go. <laughs> yeah. played, played 10 seasons pretty well. well it, they took Raekwon being this young. And, um, you know, depending on what you think, like initially it looked like Jerome Baker was going to be the better pick because in, in the old defense, but now – now sort of, you're sort of wondering how, how great Jerome Baker's long-term fit is, and Raekwon seems to fit a little bit better, and, and, he, um, and he plays well. He plays well for us, uh, for the Dolphins. So mm-hmm. He was young, super yeah. young. All right, last question. This one is from Michael Weitzner at Ann Weitzner, and he writes, Dolphins have made a ton of player acquisitions in the front seven the last two seasons. And he lists them, you know, Lawson, Ogba, Wilkins, Vanoy, Davis. How would you rank them from best to worst? Oh, so sure. I guess let's do it this way. Which ones do you like of that group and which ones can you do without? Simon. Um, which front seven player do I like most? Yes, and which ones don't you like? The, the last two seasons, they've acquired a lot of front seven players. Lawson, Ogba, Wilkins, Vanoy, Raquan Davis. Last okay. you like which ones don't you like from that group? I like Raekwon Davis because I think he has untapped potential and as clearly they have clearly a, they have a plan for him. I wonder if they want to make him a nose tackle, you know, Chris. Mm. I mean, what is he? Three hundred and twenty-three pounds with mm-hmm. hands like shovels Seven. can soak up. Yeah, can so. I mean, that's tall for a DT, obviously for a nose tackle, obviously. But yeah, yeah, understand. you could. I, I've I've heard worse shouts potentially but guys I like I look I, I loved Christian Wilkins in college I thought he was a terrific player I, I thought he was okay last year love to see him really step up this year I, I'm very intrigued by Zach Sealer. I thought he played really well when I saw him um, I, I, I like Beagle I think Beagle's got some juice about him Van Noy's a good player I'm intrigued by Curtis Weaver Curtis Weaver's just one of those kids that can doesn't look the part won't ever test well but ends up getting, you know, as a sub a sub package pass rusher could end up making he just knows where to find the quarterback. And he did that consistently in a decent, you know, in, in a power five conference. Um I, I think um I think um Curtis Weaver could be an interesting player. Yeah, I think Emmanuel Ogba could surprise a lot of people because he was he was headed for a big season with the Chiefs last year when he got hurt. So I just he, hope that they got the position right for him. Yes, I agree. Because I agree with you otherwise. Yeah, I, he could put up a big number. And, you know, I'm not talking, you know, 19, 18 sacks. But can he get 10 sacks? Absolutely. I think that's that's something that you can see this year. And he could be a staple of the pass rush. Like, he could be an extremely important player for them this year. Who is, who is that big defensive end, um, that big, tall defensive end uh, that the Patriots have used recently? Um, I want to say he came out of Arkansas. Um yeah, I think they I think they might have just cut him this year. But anyway, um if we think about it. Do you have do you have another guy that you like or didn't dislike off? Well, Raekwon Davis, you know, I loved it when, when they when they took him because like I said, uh his worst case scenario is pretty damn good. I think that his worst the worst case scenario is I think he's gonna be really good against the run, no matter what. So because he's so strong and he's so good setting the edge. So yeah, uh, Raekwon Davis, I think, it was a home run pick. And, you know, very, very low, I would say, high ceiling, very, 
I don't know how you would how, how you would say the the low case like the the bear case on him the bear case of him on him is pretty good. You know he's he will be a useful player. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario, he's going to be a useful player. Mm-hmm. Dietrich Wise is it? That's the guy. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. I was I was wondering if maybe they use um end up using Emmanuel Agba a little bit like Dietrich Wise. Mm-hmm. But I'm just just throwing that out there. Um, and of course, and of course, Kyle Vinoy, you know, like not to overlook him. I think he'll be the captain of the defense. So I think Christian Wilkins is the one with the most to prove out of that group. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tend to be honest um, when when it's a guy that I, you know, I don't see or I don't like or I don't rate, um, and and when it, when it's a guy that I love, uh, I think on the the plus side between you know Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Agba. Um, even go to Simon mentioned Curtis Weaver, Raquan Davis, Devon Godshaw, um, Zach Sealer, especially Christian Wilkins. A lot of guys, nobody, nobody there that I dislike. You know, nobody, nobody there that I was like, you know, I just really don't like that guy. Um, and even in the linebackers, you know, go back to Jerome Baker, Raquan. Well, Raquan wasn't a guy that I rated very well, but it wasn't a guy I hated either. Um, you know, and Nobody, nobody I really dislike. Uh, if there's one guy ever somewhere that I really just dislike, didn't see it with, it, it's the uh, this year's draft pick, Jason Strobridge. Um, and I think that's going to end up being a wasted pick. But that's I mean, it was a light pick, so who cares? Um, that's it, you know. So that's that's really good. On the on the negative side, I would say that I don't know that I'm looking at all the between all the linebackers and between all the um the defensive linemen. I don't know if there's anybody here that like I just love <laughs> either. Mm. Um I mean I I do really like Raquan Davis a lot. I mean we talked about it. I did really really like uh Christian Wilkins as well. But you know like there was a guy that I wanted over Christian Wilkins who I think happens to be doing better in Tennessee right now. Um there's you know there's guys that i've liked better that was than, a good call yeah th- than all these guys and and so you know there's there's nobody here that i that i dislike except maybe jason strobridge which doesn't matter um but on the other hand i there's nobody that i'm like you know just falling all over myself and like i want to build my team with this guy all right it's the dead of the off season and we still gave you over an hour you really can't complain. We filled it in with a little bit of empanada talk. Maybe next week. I don't know. You want to talk Cuban pastries? Senoritas? Do you know what that is? It's like a puff pastry with, with cream filling. We talk about really hot Latina women. <laughs> we can do we that talk too. about, you know. Hence the pasties talk. I'm in Miami. I could throw a rock out the window and hit one. So I'm off to listen to Piss in My Butt or whatever that song's called. Next week, uh, Cuban pastry talk. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.